Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, the breaking news. United finds loose bolts on several of its Boeing 737 MAX 9s. This comes just days after a plane wall blew out mid-flight on the same type of aircraft. We've got the new information just coming in. The terrifying discovery, hundreds of flights are canceled after that scary incident at 16,000 feet. There was moments of, am I going to make it? The door panel just found by investigators as we learn about warning lights in the cockpit. Breaking news, a hotel explosion rocks downtown Fort Worth. After a weekend snowstorm, more dangerous weather is sweeping the middle of the country, bringing blizzard warnings and tornado threats. New questions tonight about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's secret hospitalization, why the public and the president weren't notified. And liftoff and the historic launch, why the first moon lander in over 50 years is in jeopardy. Space exploration is a very risky business. Hopefully they can not just get it to the moon, but actually land it on the surface. Good evening, I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being with us on this Monday night. We want to begin tonight with a major new development after that terrifying blowout in the sky. We learned just a short time ago about troubling new safety concerns and installation issues on Boeing's 737 MAX 9s, and those could be related to what caused the scary incident on board an Alaska Airlines plane. Remember, the cabin lost pressure, horrifying passengers as items, including an iPhone that remained intact, was actually sucked out of the plane. The data from the cockpit voice recorder was erased, making the installation more difficult. Well, today, the head of the NTSB said had that plane been flying any higher, it could have been catastrophic for the 171 passengers on board. As a result, every Boeing 737 MAX 9 was grounded. That's more than 170 planes. And for days now, these inspections have been ongoing. So late today, United revealing they have found what some of these issues are. Chris Van Cleve is our senior transportation correspondent. He's been on this since it happened. And he joins us now from Portland International Airport, where the plane took off from. So good evening, Chris. What do we know about these safety issues that they have just found out about? 
Well, Nora, good evening. The investigation here remains centered on the 737 MAX 9 behind us here. But the concern about the airplane is growing after United Airlines began inspecting its MAX 9s and on a handful of planes found loose bolts, bolts that hold that piece of the plane in place. Sources tell us it's at least five airplanes, but those inspections are ongoing. United believes those loose bolts stem from the manufacturing process. Tonight, investigators finally have their hands on a key piece of evidence, the 63-pound door panel that blew off an Alaska Airlines 737 MAX 9 Friday night. With a loud bang and such force, it ripped open the locked cockpit door 26 rows away, sucking the headset off the first officer and literally pulling the shirt off a passenger. Nearly the entire cabin shows signs of damage, like these mangled seats next to the gaping hole that were fortunately unoccupied. There was moments of, am I going to make it? As oxygen masks fell, passenger Nicholas Hoke texted family what he feared could be his final messages. That I love them and I'm not sure what's going to happen here. I'm in this predicament. Saturday, the FAA grounded all 171 MAX 9s in the U.S., in 2019, all MAX jets were grounded for 619 days after two deadly crashes linked to a design flaw killed 346. Here in Portland, a school teacher found the missing door panel in his backyard. That plug door replaces an optional emergency exit on some 737s. Pilots flying the plane now at the center of the investigation reported pressurization warnings on three separate occasions in the weeks prior. The day before the incident, Alaska restricted the use of the newly built 737 so it wouldn't fly over the ocean, according to the National Transportation Safety Board. So if you don't trust the plane to fly over water, should it have been flying at all? It's an excellent question. That is something we're going to have to evaluate through our investigation. Board Chair Jennifer Homendy. Now this plane is at 16,000 feet or so. What happens if it had been at cruise altitude? We could have lost the aircraft. At that point, the pressure differential is so great that the explosion would have been extremely violent. Extremely. Oh, it is scary to hear that. Chris Van Cleve is back with us. All right, Chris, United and Alaska Airlines are the only ones with this type of plane. How big of an issue is this for Boeing? This is a big issue. United and Alaska are two of Boeing's best customers. So you have hundreds of their flights being canceled daily. You also have a a bigger issue. You have Boeing stock price down sharply on Wall Street. And this comes at a time when they've been dealing with quality control issues for some time and are looking to ramp up production of the 737 MAX, which is a cash cow for Boeing. This investigation just getting underway. Chris, thank you so much. Let's turn now to some breaking news with an explosion at a hotel in Fort Worth, Texas. The ATF is on the scene where nearly a dozen people were injured. The huge blast, which sent a massive amount of debris flying across the historic downtown area. CBS's Jason Allen is there. Good evening, Jason. Good evening, Nora. I'm just about a block away from that historic Sandman Signature Hotel that you were just talking about, where that powerful blast rocked the downtown area this afternoon. The power of the blast so strong that there was debris from that explosion that was sent a block or two in a couple of different directions. You can see what is left of the windows and the facade of that building, all littering the street. And there were some other businesses nearby that were also damaged. There was broken glass on the sidewalks and street, either from just the force of the blast or the debris that was sent flying. 
This explosion happened just after four o'clock this afternoon, Eastern time. The fire department, at least initially, believes that this was a gas explosion. There are dozens of firefighters that responded here to the area. Police have taped it off a big part of downtown, at least a couple of blocks in each direction. Right now, we're told 11 people were injured, one critically, another couple in serious condition, and we saw at least one person taken away on a stretcher. At times tonight, when the wind blows in the right direction, you can still smell natural gas in the area. This is a 20-story historic building built back in 1920. We talked to one of the people who was in the building when the explosion happened. Nora, he found that the stairwell had been blown away. He had to jump down to the first floor in order to escape. Frightening situation. Jason Allen, thank you very much. Let's turn now to the weather with a one-two punch of massive winter storms slamming the country from the Pacific Northwest to New England. Nearly 250 million Americans are in the path of dangerous weather across 47 states, including many with blizzard warnings, tornado warnings, and flood alerts. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. Another blockbuster storm creating dangerous weather for almost everyone east of the Rockies. Severe weather across the south highlighted in red the most likely areas for tornadoes even. Heavy rain pouring out of this one. It happens overnight and through the day tomorrow, finally exiting by tomorrow night. A lot of heavy rain across the Midwest and the Northeast through the day tomorrow. There's a lot of snow as well across the Midwest. Places like Kansas City, Chicago get blasted and then snow across New England. Oh, and everyone gets very intense winds. Winds could be to 50 miles an hour in many locations. There's a footprint of the snow here from oh the Quad Cities into Chicago and Milwaukee. Snow across northern New England. Heavy rain along the I-95 corridor, and that could eventually nor lead to more flooding, eventually melting some of the snow that we just picked up over the weekend. Mike, thank you. Back here in Washington, we're learning new details about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's mysterious hospitalization at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, which went unannounced for days. Well, he's now out of the ICU. The Pentagon just said they don't have a release date yet for him. And there are big questions tonight now that we know the White House and even his deputy secretary of defense were kept in the dark about this medical emergency. CBS's David Martin has new reporting from the Pentagon. President Biden said today he has full confidence in Lloyd Austin, but his aides did not hide their displeasure that the commander-in-chief was not told his secretary of defense was in intensive care on New Year's Day. I think there's an expectation that uh, when a cabinet official becomes hospitalized, that that will be notified up the chain of command. The Pentagon acknowledged today the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Austin's chief of staff and his spokesman all knew on January 2nd the secretary had been hospitalized, but waited for two more days before telling the White House. Austin had been at home recovering from an elective medical procedure when he started experiencing severe pain and was rushed to Walter Reed and admitted to the ICU. You have, uh, for all intents and purposes, a break in the chain of command. Former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper. If the Secretary of Defense is being taken to the hospital in an ambulance, it seems to me that you would give somebody at the White House a heads up. Authority was transferred to the Deputy Secretary of Defense. But again, no one told the White House. With Austin still in the ICU, a U.S. drone carried out a strike approved by the president three days earlier. Only then did Austin's chief of staff finally notify the White House of his condition. Another day went by before Congress and the public were told. Republican Senator Roger Wicker sits on the Armed Services Committee. 
When the chain of command is uh, altered in this way over decisions that are really, really very significant, the Congress has to be notified. Austin is still in the hospital and still in some pain, but his spokesman says he has no intention of resigning. The secretary admits it took too long to notify the president, Congress, and the public and has ordered a review of what went wrong. Nora? Still a lot of questions. David Martin at the Pentagon, thank you. Well, turning now to the 2024 race for the White House, the Iowa caucuses are just one week from tonight, with Donald Trump holding a commanding lead over his Republican rivals. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports President Biden traveled to South Carolina, where today he called out Trump for glorifying political violence. The truth is under assault in America. Making concerns about the future of democracy a central theme of his campaign, President Biden struck back former President Donald Trump, who's defended those serving time for the events of January 6th, 2021. Some people call them prisoners. I call them hostages. Release the J6 hostages, Joe. Of the 1,200 people charged, more than 700 admitted they broke the law. Nearly 500 were sentenced to prison time. They tried to steal an election. Now they're trying to steal history, telling us that violent mob was, and I quote, a peaceful protest. The president also called out Trump for his response to last week's school shooting in Iowa. We have to get over it. We have to move forward. My response is we have to stop it. Biden gave a political speech from the pulpit of the historically black Methodist church in Charleston that was the site of a 2015 mass shooting. He criticized Nikki Haley, South Carolina's former governor, now a GOP presidential contender, for recently failing to mention slavery as a reason for the Civil War. I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. So let me be clear, for those who don't seem to know, slavery was the cause of the Civil War. Haley later clarified those comments. Of course the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. Trump still leads in Iowa by double digits. He's built an army of volunteers, the kind of robust operation he didn't have when he first ran and lost here. One concern, however, here for all campaigns, the weather. There is snow, high winds, and plunging temperatures forecast in the coming days. Campaign aides tell CBS News they know that could keep supporters away from upcoming rallies and on caucus night. Nora? Ed, with our political and weather report tonight. Thank you, Ed. Well, heading overseas, Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Israel tonight as part of his Mideast tour to try to prevent the conflict from expanding across the region. CBS's Ian Lee reports Israel says it is scaling back its military offensive inside Gaza as it begins a new phase of the war. Secretary of State Antony Blinken's visit comes at a critical time. A top priority preventing war on Israel's northern border. Today, Hezbollah accused Israel of killing one of its most senior commanders. Wissam El-Tawil worked closely with Iran. His death comes days after a heavy barrage of Hezbollah rockets targeted an Israeli base. It's clearly not in the interest of anyone. Israel, Lebanon, Hezbollah for that matter, uh, to uh, to see this escalate. Blinken will also push Israel to do more to protect civilians in Gaza. Over 23,000 Palestinians have been killed, according to the Hamas-run Ministry of Health. While the UN reports roughly a third of Gaza's overwhelmed hospitals are still operating. It's 
as you can see, a chaotic scene. Israel's military is shifting tactics in northern Gaza to a more surgical operation, while the main focus moves to hunting Hamas in central and southern Gaza, targeting the militants' leadership while searching for hostages. Secretary Blinken is expected to discuss the ongoing regional efforts to bring home the more than 100 captives, including six Americans. The secretary will also travel to the West Bank, Nora, to meet Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. This comes amid the highest level of violence in decades. More than 300 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli forces and settlers since October. Ian Lee in Tel Aviv tonight. Thank you. Pope Francis made headlines today by calling for a universal ban on surrogate motherhood. The Pope called the practice despicable, taking particular issue with contracts where women are paid by individuals or couples to carry their embryos. The Catholic Church has long opposed surrogacy and even in vitro fertilization. Tonight, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is back at the U.S. southern border, where today he called the immigration system broken. This is a CBS CBS News poll finds three-quarters of Americans describe the border situation as very serious or a crisis. CBS's Adam Yamaguchi takes an in-depth look at the steps being taken to crack down on migrant crossings. Walk over, right? At a remote town east of San Diego, it's this easy to cross the border. This hole in the wall has made Hakumba Hot Springs a popular destination for migrants coming into the U.S. illegally. I just walked through the gap when Mexican authorities rushed up. Moments ago, I was chased by Mexican National Guard. I had uh, circled around the wall. The actual U.S.-Mexico border is a few feet beyond this, so I was technically still in the U.S. Sam Schultz is a longtime resident of the area. I've never seen that before. You've never seen the National Guard out here like this? Like doing this, no. The Mexican National Guard is on high alert. Last week, American officials pressured Mexican authorities to tamp down record numbers of illegal crossings. And so far, it's making an impact. Daily apprehensions across the southern border have fallen by over 50% since hitting a record in December. But still, some migrants were gathering here by the dozens when we visited. Phones in the back? Okay. This man traveled from Turkey. You say, like, save the people. You say it's like free country. Many of the migrants passing through here first come to Mexico via the Tijuana International Airport. From the airport, people then journey by bus to open areas of the border. Led by smugglers, they cross illegally on foot. With suitcases and passports in hand, they then wait to be apprehended on the other side. This method of entry is often easier and quicker than obtaining an immigration visa and gives people time in the U.S. as they wait for the immigration court cases to be decided, which often takes years. Schultz, who helps provide food and other goods to migrants here, says these tents won't stay empty for long. But it is. There's a pent-up dam of demand to come across. All we can do is just be ready for the next deluge to come, because it's going to come. Adam Yamaguchi, CBS News, Hakumba Hot Springs, California. NASA's first moon landing mission in decades runs into trouble. Those details next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. 
but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tonight, it appears NASA's first mission to land on the moon in more than 50 years may be doomed. After a perfect launch from Cape Canaveral, the privately owned, uncrewed spacecraft started losing power. Flight controllers are struggling to keep the solar panels aligned to recharge the batteries. It's unclear if the craft will still make it to the moon next month. Tiger Woods made a major announcement about his future today. We'll tell you about it next. Golf great Tiger Woods announced today that his longtime partnership with Nike has ended. The 15-time major champion has worn Nike since signing with the company nearly three decades ago, raking in hundreds of millions of dollars in endorsement fees. wonder what happens to the red shirt. All right, the historic moments made at the Golden Globes. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The movie Oppenheimer dominated the Golden Globes last night here on CBS, winning Best Drama, Director, and the Top Drama Acting Awards for Killian Murphy and Robert Downey Jr., Poor Things starring Emma Stone pulled off an upset victory over Barbie for Best Comedy or Musical. Lily Gladstone won Best Actress in a dramatic film for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, making history as the first indigenous winner. And in more historic firsts, Ali Wong and Stephen Yun won for their roles in the Netflix series Beef, becoming the first Asian actors to win in their categories. What a night. Congratulations to all. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. 
And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.